Hello, Annie Trenders. Welcome to the Girl Taku, hosted by the ladies of anime trending. We are back with another fun topic on the table. My name is Gracie, and I am joined by. Hello, my name is Isabel, and this is Agnes. So, without further ado, the Girl Taku today will be about anime that we just think is utter trash. Now, I do want to preface this by saying that this is an opinionated comment right now. And if you do like the anime that we absolutely dislike slash potentially even hate, that is perfectly fine and fair. You know, anime is meant to be taken at your own personal preferences. But just particular this this episode for us, it is about anime that just we just really, really dare I even say hate and think is ridiculous and we don't know what to do about it. So with that being said, Isabel, I'm going to pass the baton to you because I the few times that we usually talk about anime, it's always about anime that we like or just have overall discussions slash opinions about I rarely ever hear you like trash any anime before and like hate a particular anime so I'm just super curious on what you're going to pick so yeah let me know um you know what are the anime that you picked today that you think is just utter trash and you just really really hate how it was written and how it was um how it was executed Yeah, you're right, Gracie. Actually, I had a hard time with this because <laughs> I actually, like you, I kind of don't drop anime I watch. Or even if it's really bad, I have this feeling to just finish it anyway because I want to know what happens. Yeah. <laughs> but while oh. I do that, but while doing that, I actually don't finish it at all. So honestly, it's actually just <laughs> dropped for me. Oh. <laughs> but but in my defense, and like in the back of my mind, I'm like, I know it's really bad, but I want to go back to it someday. So it'll probably stay on my list, maybe for a couple years, but I'll still say, I'm going to go back to that someday, which I probably <laughs> Wow, Isabel, like, I can, I can understand, like, Gracie being dedicated to finish the series through its ending, but for Isabel to, like, keep it on her list for, like, years to come and be like, I'll get back to you later, that's actually impressive. <laughs> that's really cool, though. Like, that's I, actually I, really impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea why I do that, but yes, I do. Um, but the two shows, one of them that I'm going to talk about is one that I dropped in the season. But uh, the first one I want to talk about is actually uh, the melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. Oh, oh okay. interesting. Okay. <laughs> now, I don't want to say the whole story itself is other trash because I actually really liked the first season of the show. And I really enjoyed the characters and everything. It was one of the first anime I ever watched. So I, I have a connection with basically all the characters. Even though watching it now, I feel like if you were a new person getting into it, it might be hard to watch uh, because it's a little dated. But the the gripe I have is in season two. I think you, maybe you guys have heard this, but it's a certain arc and it's called The Endless Eight. Is it the one where they kept going back in time and they're in a loop or something like that? Yes, that that is the one. So <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> I feel like anyone who's seen this season will understand exactly what I'm talking about because this anime actually put me through real torture. Uh, <laughs> I'm not wow. even kidding. You think the Endless Eight would be like, oh, okay, Endless Eight. Maybe it's like an arc in the novel and, you know, they'll just do it in like two episodes. No, literally, it is eight episodes of the same thing. And as a watcher, I was like basically tricked into watching all eight episodes, like 23, 24 minutes of it. I, for- I forgot how Yikes. long it was. I- it really was eight episodes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So wait, does like each does like each episode offer like a different ending? Like no. kind of how like ReZero does it? No. Or is it just like... An actual repeat episode that they just like they they recorded one episode and they just repeat it for the rest of the eight. It's yep. like a, it's a repeat. I remember distinctly rewatching the second or okay. I distinctly remember watching the second episode and thinking that I made a mistake and watched the mm-hmm. first yeah. episode again. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then realizing that I didn't make a mistake and then thinking that the people uh, that the website made a mistake <laughs> because and uploaded the first episode as the second episode and then realizing not until like the very, very end, which they revealed that they're in a time loop and they can't like they can't figure out how to stop it that it was a different episode, but like 22 minutes of it was exactly the same as the first episode and the last minute was different. And then from then on out, all the other episodes were probably exactly the same, right? <laughs> Isabel, like, I'm, am I remembering this correctly? It's been a while. So. No, yeah, that's exactly it. So. Wow. You know, like, I've never watched How Do He Mia Suzumiya, How Do He Suzumiya, it, that's actually really big brain. <laughs> I just want to say, like, first of all, that's super big brain, but also super frustrating for anime fans going into it. Yeah, it definitely I, is. I think it was like we were expecting not because you expected. Well, we just weren't expecting eight episodes of the exact same thing. <laughs> that's the big brain part, though, because it's like you know you see so many animes where like there is like a time loop function put into it, but everyone retains like their memory of how it goes so they like actively try and like change the future Mm -hmm. but the fact that it actually takes them like eight like eight different time loops to like figure it out makes it sound like more realistic to be honest (laughs) okay but in argument to that i would say that making your viewers suffer through eight episodes of it is playing torture at a certain point so good news isabel is that while you were feeling tortured so was everyone else so <laughs> <laughs> the directors were just especially sadistic in making that entire arc like, they're probably like <laughs> i like blocked the arc from my brain i feel like it's no. Right, I I just feel like it's one of the most. Yes, I just hated that arc so much. Not because I'm while I was watching it, I was just so confused. And then I can see Agnes's point. Like this is kind of like a big brain move, right? Kyoto Animation actually did redid the episode, and they kind of trick you into it because they kind of change their clothes, like the clothes change or something. Oh, the like hairstyles will change a little as well. Yeah. Yeah. So like you see those little things, and instead of me just watching it through i want to skip through it like i feel like if you were smarter than me you probably just skip through it a little bit be like okay it's the same thing but i probably went back and even watched it again because i was like oh <laughs> there's something different so i spent maybe even more time watching it oh my gosh Isabel. I know. so how, how long how long ago was this arc released oh god because i feel Actually, like this would not have flown in like more recent times yeah so this aired uh, the second season the first season came out in tw- uh, 2006 and the second season came out i think in 2009 so oh, i was thinking okay, i was okay. like was it the 2010 ish area so yeah <laughs> yeah i think close to okay that makes sense get, you know getting close to that but yes that is one of my most hated arcs just repeating the same things over and over again and I feel like yes, it makes a good, it makes a good point. Like you actually feel like you're in there, like you're one of the characters reliving this life. But actually, just watching it over, I just feel like I wasted time. This is basically what it is. <laughs> You are living with the characters because the issue with the whole time loop thing, which, yes, Agnes, I suppose it is more accurate to have it happen eight times when we <laughs> find a solution. I, the, I feel like I pissed off Gracie. <laughs> I am a little peeved right now, yes. But like the characters themselves, their memories get reset as well, which is part of the problem. So they're not actually suffering as much because they don't oh, realize they're in a time loop until the very end of each episode just like the second episode it's us we're the ones who are suffering because we don't forget (laughs) (laughs) it was nice having the first watch through i feel like because it's basically a summer arc you know they have summer vacation so it's very relatable in a sense that they're going out to the swimming pool they're doing going to a festival watching movie or just going to the beach and swimming and stuff like that but yes, doing that a couple of times, and not to mention that um, Haruhi Suzumi as a slice of life show kind of makes it, yes, a little boring to watch. But that's what we did. I feel like uh, most fans of the show actually maybe watched through it, or at least got through most of it. I think, and I'm just speculating right now, but I feel like the second season kind of killed any momentum for a continued 
melancholy of Haruhisuzumiya season because mm-hmm. <laughs> I remembered people getting so upset at that second season and those eight episodes. I it was just like it went from that charm that people had for the series and turned it into like anger. <laughs> so <laughs> right, and I can agree with that as well. But yeah, so that is my first one. And the second one I have is actually from this season. It's a girlfriend, girlfriend. Oh, you're watching that. OMG. Okay. Oh, boy. (laughs) I actually started it. I haven't watched past maybe episode three or four. I forget. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Give us the tea, Isabel. Give us the tea. I actually think it's trash. I think the main character is actually trash. He's a terrible boyfriend. But the point of Girlfriend, Girlfriend uh, is that he, in the first episode, he ha- he's been having a crush on his childhood friend, and he finally gets the courage to ask her to be his girlfriend, and they literally just start their relationship. But then another girl confesses to him, and and she uh, she's, like, devoted to him. She's, like, the other type of character. Uh, so she's very, like, cute and stuff like that. And his first girlfriend can't she's she's kind of confused because she doesn't know what to do with this girl but the fact that the other girl asks him hey can i be your girlfriend too i don't mind i really want you know to date you and then he has the audacity to ask his first girlfriend can we can i date both of you polygamy question mark yeah so i'm like i can't why why is this happening so that's kind of like the premise of the show between these two girlfriends not to mention there's the third person who comes in and says, I'll be your girlfriend too. And I don't know, I just face palm whenever I watch the show. Like it's it's not bad in the sense that, you know, everything's bad, like the story story writing or like the animation is bad. It's more like I, I just hate the character. I feel like <laughs> I hate the main character. Because I can't I just can't understand his thought process. Like why would he do that? And why are the girls okay with it too, right? Okay, okay. So that was my my question. Are they a threpple? Because threpples are increasingly <laughs> becoming a three, a, a thing, a very consensual thing. And I'm curious on whether it's like, like they're all in a relationship with each other, or is it just literally he has multiple girls? That's a good question. From I don't know how it is in the later episodes, but from what it started out, as would be he is trying to devote his time to these two girls and they're not necessarily dating each other um, but his first girlfriend uh, Saki does like you know because the second girlfriend Nagisa makes food it feels like she's dating her too because she's eating her food and she's also you know her girlfriend but I don't think they're I don't think Saki thinks of her as oh I think she's my girlfriend too like having that I mean like sharing between them okay. I feel like Mm-hmm. Okay, so they aren't a thruple from the sound of it. <laughs> That's what I think. It does not seem that way to me. And not to mention adding another person into it. I, I don't know how that can work. And I don't know how yeah, the girls are okay yeah, with Yeah, that's it. true. Yeah. <laughs> and to be honest, the main guy, Mukai uh, or Naoya, I don't think he's that attractive. I, For me, watching oh! the show, I feel like the <laughs> guy, you know, it was Wait. like, okay, the girls are really cute. I admit that. I kind of like their personalities. They're very different. Saki's kind of like a badass. Nagisa's really cute. But what's in it for me to be watching this show if Nagi has like this? I, he's not attractive to me in a sense because he's trying to date two girls, three girls at the same time. If Jack was here, he would be like, I suggest all the girls date each other and forget him. <laughs> you know, I would agree with Jack. They're all very cute girls, but uh, Naoya looks very stereotypical harem. Oh, he has that like mm-hmm. bluish, dark, purplish hair, right? <laughs> it's always like a combination between like black and brown hair in like the flattest way possible and has like the most unattractive body type out there and is usually like a goody two-shoes or has like the blandest flattest personality or is he both isabel (laughs) i can't say he's blind some people would argue that he's a little different because he speaks his mind right oh guys would be you know they would actually take into consideration the fact that they shouldn't be dating two people or you know they wouldn't speak their mind but i still don't think that's acceptable in terms of society (laughs) in general (laughs) 
that's what I think. Society in general. I do have to ask though, because polyamory relationships have gotten more and more common nowadays between adults who are claiming that is completely consensual and of their own volition. So how do you feel about that? Because I can see, like, like I totally get what you're saying. Like, it does make me really uncomfortable. But there is a part of me that's aware that, like, that part of the culture is changing. And people are starting to say it's not as big of a deal anymore as it was when we were growing up, for sure. So, like, how do you think that fits into the context of, like, the anime as well? <laughs> Yeah, that's hard to say. I am actually okay with it. You know, if all three people or how many other people are in a relationship and they're okay with it, they have this mutual agreement that they're all dating each other, maybe even dating one person, but I'm okay with that. But the fact that these guys are maybe in high school and they're trying to hide the fact that they are dating and there's just so many different things that I don't understand how these girls would be okay with it is the reason why, ah, okay, okay. I why see they would go saying. after the main character is I think that's the problem I have there it just sometimes it just doesn't make sense to me <laughs> sometimes it just doesn't make sense well that is a fair statement to make I think Mel was also like getting tired of the anime like at first he was amused because it was really different mm-hmm. and not what he was expecting but then yeah. I, I think by the second episode he was like yeah I'm tired of it already or something <laughs> like that <laughs> Well, good news is that anime isn't even close to broaching our top 10 in our charts, so you can get some bit of relief from that, right? <laughs> yeah, I I thought it hit maybe top 10 in the first week or so, I can't remember, but I'm glad it isn't in our top 10 right now because I don't think I don't it even think the spot. couples are on our couples and ships charts. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, I'm surprised it isn't because, I mean, they would make good couples because they're obviously couples, so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. I feel like if we were trying to portray them as like this weird couple, I can't even say thruple because it's not really a thruple. Right. How would you write it in terms of text on the chart? Because you had to fit in three different names. Oh. X, the main character's name, kind of like a like a weird like bracket chart kind of thing. I guess it would because still be how we do harm animes though, because in a way, I mean, not in a way, it is a harm. You know, he still has a bunch of girls, except he's dating all of them which from my understanding harem endings tend to end like that not officially dating all the girls but it's like they share him sort of situation so that's my guess though (laughs) i see okay well are you still planning to finish it now that you've dropped it or (laughs) i've dropped it but i also might finish it which is it makes me sad but yes it's my tendencies. I'm just curious about how this will actually end. If it'll actually have an ending or it might just end kind of blandly. I have no idea how it's going to end. I have an image of Isabel crying in pain in front of the computer screen when she goes back to the anime. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding when I like, I'm probably pulling my hair while watching it. It's actually true. Oh my god. For <laughs> <Who are> you! <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I'm not watching that anime, and Agnes obviously isn't, so we shall salute you and leave you to your suffering in that regard. Yeah, check, check in. Godspeed, my friend. <laughs> check in with you later. Oh Are you alive, Isabel? Isabel? <laughs> it's like the, the meme, like, are you winning, son? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so those are the two anime that you picked for the anime you consider to be trash. Though Melancholy Haruhi Suzumiya is more like a particular arc, which I don't blame mm-hmm. you. It still makes me upset when I think about it. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, so what about you, Agnes? Uh, I know that we've talked about it before in prior episodes where you don't you're not like me where i have to finish it and you're not like isabel where you might stop it because it just frustrates you too much and like put it on the back burner you like very very quickly drop anime when it doesn't click with you when it doesn't interest you and stuff like that so in your situation when where you tend to drop things very quickly and with no regrets like what are two anime that has stuck with you in regards to 
the fact that they're just really, really, really bad. <laughs> oh, God. And I think, like, now that we talk about it, too, a lot of the shows that I watch, I come in with, like, very low expectations. And so when it starts to hit, like, certain checkbox of, like, shows that have, like, certain red flags, I immediately drop it because I'm like, I have no attachment to this. But you're right that there are, like, very few shows on my list that I have watched through its entirety and have cried to myself thinking, like, why did I put myself through this? Why did I have high expectations for this in the first place? Um, and the first one that I want to talk about is actually Braves of the Six Flowers that came, like, mid-2000s. Ooh, this is an old one. Okay. This is a, I mean, it's not that old. Um, I'm not mid 2000, sorry, like mid 2000, like 10 through like 20. Oh, I remember this. This did really well on the anime trending charts, too. Okay, okay. Yeah, I hated that show. I actually hated hated that show. That's so interesting. Isabel, have you seen it? I have. It's actually one of those shows I kind of want a second season for, actually. Oh, shoot. I would watch it. I want to know why you. Yeah, why you hated that show or didn't like it. I thought the mystery was really stupid. Oh. The reveal of who the quote-unquote villain, I guess, or like the the person who was like the fake brave, I thought was really stupid. Oh, you thought it was obvious? It was so obvious from like episode one. Was it because she was too nice or something like that? It was a combination of she was too nice and then like she suddenly approaches him while he's in prison. She's like, I can show you the world. I can give you a second chance kind of thing. I'm like, yeah, that's a very villain thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) How does it go again? (laughs) We might as well start singing on this recording. (laughs) I'm sorry, but continue. So basically, because the plot was completely hinged on who is the actual, like, imposter? Oh my gosh, it's Among Us. It's actually Among Us. It's actually Among Us, you're right. <laughs> it's relevant. Yeah, you know, I actually suck at playing Among Us. I am very bad at being the imposter. Um, <laughs> you're too honest. But I also, I, also, I also very much dislike the premise of Among Us because I don't like sowing distrust in the group that I am friends with. Ah, okay. <laughs> so, like, I'm more inclined to play, even, I don't even like to play co-op, but I'm more inclined inclined to play a co-op rather than, like, I'm going to suss you out kind of thing. Mm. It's not my type of show. It's not my type of game. I thought Roka did a very bad job at trying to conceal who the villain was. And the entirety of the 12 episodes, they're stuck in one temple. Right. That's it. And that's, like, I thought that was the boringest part because they didn't move on to, like, try to defeat the Demon Lord or anything, which was supposed to be the main crux of the show, is that you have six braves who are chosen throughout time in order to defeat, like, the Demon Lord of the current period, but they literally only covered one part, I guess, of the light novels, maybe, where they have to, like, erect a barrier within the temple, and that's it. And I thought that was so boring and bland because they didn't do anything else outside of it. Well, because the main conflict was they can't move forward without sussing out, like, the bad chosen one first. But seeing how you were able to quickly figure out who it is and find it to be incredibly predictable, yeah, I can see why this anime probably yeah, and sucked it, and for it also- you. <laughs> And it also, like, comes out of nowhere because, like, they they talk about how the main, the actual imposter is somebody who had, like, colluded with the other side. They gave her a tragic backstory, how she, like, she was, like, friends with demons and stuff like that. And it literally comes from nowhere. Like, you don't even know these people that she colluded with in the first place. Mm. So it doesn't even give you context clues from the beginning. And it feels like it was thrown half-assed in there. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, Isabel, you said you liked it, right? I'm sorry, Isabel. I trashed on the <laughs> show that you liked just because I did not like the mystery. I can't say I love the show, but maybe I was probably tricked into thinking, no, it can't be her. And then I kept watching it and then it turned out to be her. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, but then I went through that the whole other thing I want to point everyone else, too. Yeah. So, like, the other thing is, like, it tries, it definitely tries to trick you into thinking, like, oh, it's the other characters who are the imposter. But, like, all the other characters literally have no personality. There's so there's so little screen time focusing on all of them except the main character, Flemmy, and the princess that you don't really feel like an attachment. Yeah, I think most people definitely stayed with the anime because of their love for Flemmy. Because I I do think Flemmy was probably the most fleshed out slash complex. She was interesting. Yeah. Like I I will definitely agree. Like Flemmy's backstory as like a brave killer, first of all. 
makes her like very like she makes her stand out quite a bit from this group who are trying to be braves. And then the second thing is like she has like a much closer attachment and backstory reveal is makes it much more likable to stay with the show. The rest of the other characters are very interesting as well, but you have to read more about it rather than having it exposed in the anime, which is honestly its biggest detriment. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying about that. And I do agree. Uh, The other characters, as interesting as they might be, they do kind of fit stereotypes slash particular genre, or not genres, but particular character outlines that are very common in sort of adventure anime. You know, there's the tough lady, the childish cutesy one, you know, sort of thing. And you don't really Yeah, 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 exactly. So I see what you're saying. Like, Flemmy is the only one that really stands out in regards to her complexity and her background. So... I, I get what you're saying, as, and especially when the conflict for you is just so obvious. I can totally see why this anime probably frustrated the heck out of you. But you still finished it? Is it because you kept uh, hoping that, you know, they would resolve it quickly and move on? Is that why? <laughs> yeah, I was hoping that they would probably, now that I've, like, read back and, like, refreshed my memory on all the episodes, like, read it on Wikipedia and stuff, It I feel like it would have been cooler as an adventure if, like, they like each of the like the temple was like a mini arc that they did and then because they're like mini arcs you can build trust over characters over time and begin to question each one of them and then you start to develop trust and distrust within the group rather than kind of shoehorning them into one arc and forcing them to figure it out on the first go. I was also thinking maybe because sometimes anime will stretch an arc too long and this is uh, we can actually talk about this yeah. in our adaptation episode that we're going to have later, but sometimes it's actually better to tighten up an arc from a source material and make it shorter than it actually was. And so this might, like, I can see how this anime could have benefited if they tightened up this arc to finish in, like, two to three episodes and continue forward. So, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Absolutely, yeah. Like, it literally could have finished up in four episodes. Maximum. Okay, well, that's really interesting because a lot of people, a lot of people I remember in anime trending really liked it. But but what's funny is there's so much anime out now that, you know, people have forgotten about it as well. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. So that's one of the ones that you did watch to the entirety that you just really, really was disappointed. Just like, what's the other one? Oh, God. Like, there's so many other better mysteries that you can find out there. Um, I think the other one, and now that I finally combed through the anime list, I found one that I actually really liked its concept from the beginning, but its ending execution was also horrible. And you probably don't know this show. You, I'm pretty sure, like, 90% of our viewers on at Girl Taku and on Anime Trending don't know this show. It's an, a small A1 Pictures uh, series called Galilee Donna never heard of it yeah you've never heard of it exactly (laughs) i'm not surprised i watched it in the wake of seeing sorta online because it's done by the same character animator and in the wake of that it's because the galilee donna came out i think like a year or two after sorta online success and i thought to myself like oh this is a cute a1 pictures uh show let me take a look into it because you know it's got sorta online's character designer the story is about three girls who are considered the descendants of galileo in a very like modern kind of tech universe that's kind of similar to like guilty crown a bit post-apocalyptic sort of and these girls as galileo's descendants are being hunted down by an organization that is looking for an artifact about from galileo which apparently is kind of like the key to resolving this like worldwide um human uh, worldwide shortage of like energy fuel and things like that because this is like a very sci-fi universe and so the girls are scrambling trying to figure out what Galileo's research was about because apparently had unlocked something back way in the day when he was still alive and try to keep themselves off the radar from government agencies and from terrorist groups and the three sisters themselves are actually very estranged from each other because many of because a lot of the three sisters either do not identify themselves as Galileo's descendants and they don't want to be seen like in the public eye like oh we are his descendants and they rather keep like a low profile or be somebody who's very different but because of the circumstances that they are thrown into they must try to like pretend like they're family and try to like get through it so that they all won't be like persecuted that is interesting 
And I looked it up, and it's like, I it's an original anime. It's I've never heard of it. It's, did, yeah, yeah, no one's never heard of it. <laughs> you won't find any clips of it on YouTube except for maybe its cute intro song, but that's about it. Have you heard of this at all, Isabel? No, I actually haven't. I do see where you meet by the character designer. It seems a little similar to SAO. And, I mean, the characters look nice. Is there a reason why there's no clips? Is it because... It's a hard it watch. is absolute trash. <laughs> <laughs> it is well, like, actually trash. Okay, so clearly there's a lot of setup involved. Uh, I'm guessing they just flopped the execution. Is that what happened? Or yeah, they flopped a lot of the execution through and through. Because if you like, if you read through the episode descriptions on Wikipedia, it actually sounds compelling. Uh, it sounds like kind of like a Tomb Raider kind of plot where it's like, you know, you're trying to find an artifact, you're running away from terrorist organizations who want to use the artifact for a bad cause, and then you have allies along the way that help you. So it sounds like pretty wholesome, sounds very like fun adventure, but like a lot of the weird like mechanics that show up in this world, the the mechas, question mark, the character motivations and personalities, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a jumbled mess. <laughs> it's not very redeemable in my eyes. There's a ship that I found was very redeemable, but other than that everything else was like actually trash. The reveal of the Tesseract in the end what happened was they the youngest daughter who's apparently like a prodigy scientist ends up unlocking the tesseract which is not quite uh an an artifact that will will bring about like salvation for energy fuels but actually sends you back in time and she's sent back in time to galileo's time where apparently galileo falls in love with her because they share like very similar ideals and scientific whoa, mindset. Whoa, 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 and as a res- whoa, 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 isn't yeah, she yeah? Wait, wait, let me finish. Let me, let me, let me, let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> because I also got caught off the moment, like right there. So he falls in love with her, even though they're descendants, but he doesn't know that. She doesn't really tell him. And as a result, when she returns to her timeline, it turns out that because he was so inspired by her geniusness and her scientific mind and how they're like, quote unquote, close to age, because she's like 12, but she transported back into a time when he was like 15, uh, because he was so inspired by her, he ended up leaving notes about their interaction and developed research that would end up trying to like, meet her again, I guess. So all the research notes that they've been trying to gather for like this tesseract, like this object, is basically love notes that he's been leaving behind for her. So is it like a loop then? No, it's not. A, oh, yeah, I guess you can call it a loop. I feel like I would be very confused at the end. Is that how you felt as well? or I felt like it was very stupid and very incestual. I was like, isn't this incestual? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like... Everything up until that point, I was, like, willing to forgive because it was just, like, weird. It was wacky. Not in, like, the cool, funny wacky, but, like, actually wacky. Nothing made sense. And then when they finally uncovered the Tesseract, something happens. I'm like, okay, okay, something has to happen. Something redeemable is going to happen. It just took a splendid dive into the pond, never to the point of return at that point. Um, And, yeah, it was bad. It was actually bad. There was a really interesting scene that happens after it in which they finally confront the terrorism group like in court, which I thought was very interesting because the eldest sister is a lawyer in training. So I was like, oh, this is this is kind of an interesting twist. Like you don't really see like people suing each other in courts in anime at least, right? But that spectacular dive of like the time jump thing and then the incestual thing was like no bueno. Okay, I have two questions for you. <laughs> Fire away, my friend. Okay, first question. How did you find this anime? <laughs> like, how did you even discover it? <laughs> you know, I don't know myself. I think all I just saw was that the the graphics, the, the character design is similar to that to SAO. And at the time, I was still like in that phase of like, oh, I liked SAO. But like, did so you find it, it on Google Images? Like, that's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> like, or I don't know. Oh man, I actually don't know. I think it might have been like when I was when I was back in the day when I was still like pirating anime off of websites, you know, like they upload stuff like sporadically. I just happened to find it on one of them that was updated oh, weekly. You know, so I like, oh, I see, I see. Okay. So I just started watching it on a whim. Like there was no like recommendations or anything like that. It was actually a show, so nobody nobody really cares about it. Okay. So that was my first question. 
My second question okay. was when did all the weird falling in love time loop thing happen? Like around what episode? Was it like the halfway point or was it like near the end? Near the end. Okay. See, I could, I could, because I, I was about to say, if it was like happening around the halfway point, I am shocked that you didn't drop it right then and there. But because it was, it was like the they end, literally, they literally threw it in between like episodes 10 through 11. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. What the heck? That is the end. That is the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like literally the last scene that they show is the court scene, which is like episode like 12 or 13. What a weird anime. <laughs> it was, I've seen some weird and that's like one of the weirdest that I've been on. It was a roller coaster. It was, it's not even like, in a weird way, it's not even like trashy or, I mean it is, but it's not like the- I mean incest is trashy, yeah, okay? It's not like the typical <laughs> trashy, it's more like this makes no sense and I'm kind of just staring at it, you know, sort of thing. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how A1 Productions even approved of a project like this at all, but you know. Well, I mean, happen, we right? do we are aware now that a lot of times original anime or maybe not a lot of times, but sometimes original anime they don't have a complete story even once like the episodes have started airing, production has been well underway. So, this could be one of those question marks. So, <laughs> I I actually don't know. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah, I, I really don't know. Because, like, these guys who wrote this, I'm pretty sure they've had, like, experience writing other things. Actually, one of the the producers and writers of this show is somebody who did um, Orimo, Tokyo Ravens, uh, Fruits of Garisa, Drifters. Yeah, so I'm just kind of, like, very... I have a weird but... relationship with Tokyo Revengers. <laughs> Not Tokyo Revengers, sorry. Uh, What was it? A Tokyo Ravens? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Tokyo. Oh, that's that's another show. <laughs> show all right that was like i don't know why i was watching it and then the last few episodes i was like wait a minute now i'm interested and you're gonna end it there <laughs> so, <laughs> oh yeah like i i, I remember that i guess this is this is our little extra to add to this podcast yeah tokyo ravens is one of those too yeah it was really trashy at the beginning it was so like, bad all throughout the series and then the last few episodes hit and then you're like well now I'm invested, and you're gonna stop me. <laughs> so- <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Noobles, uh, Quakwa, I guess, I guess, I think we can call it that publicly. Uh, also watched this show too, and he was also like, "Yeah, I was kind of invested at the end." <laughs> yeah, because it got really interesting. I remember when I was watching it, I sent a screenshot of the main character after like his original spirit had like reawakened and regained his memories and stuff. And my friend was like what he used to be just like this normal anime guy now he's hot and i was like yeah, yeah no. he, oh. he and like <laughs> he and hishimaru were like really hot like no joke but it was like at the end especially which you know uh, hey if Betty was listening your demeanor and the way and your body language is a pretty big deal when it comes to how attractive you are to people because he went from his like dorky i don't really know what's going on sort of character into like this person who clearly has a lot of experience and knows a lot more than the other characters because of spoiler alert but he his soul is actually a reincarnated like hero of the past and his memories had reawakened after that and so his personality understandably went through quite a bit of a transformation once his old memories had reawakened but like immediately he was calmer and a lot like much more analytical and like stood a lot taller and still and it was like just like that i was like wow now you're hot (laughs) (laughs) gracie and i just simping at the end of tokyo i was and then remember he lost his eyes so he had an eye patch and i was like yeah that just makes it all the better Ah, uh, yes, trash anime that we simp over. <laughs> Pinnacle. Gosh, that was such a weird journey. The The soundtrack was really good, though, I will say. <laughs> okay, but that's enough of it. Okay, so out of the two anime you talked about, which anime did you end up disliking more? Is it Brave of the Flowers or Brave of the Six Flowers or is it um, the Galileo Donna? It's probably the Galileo Donna one because I dropped it. I didn't even drop it. I watched it through its entirety. Versus Braves of the Flower, I think I dropped like three quarters of the way through. Oh man, you're really close to the end. Okay. (laughs) 
So because you had to suffer through it more, you hate it more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's in the same vein of like Isabella having to like endure through all eight episodes of that Haruhi uh, arc. So I understand from that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, it is my turn, and I've had my fair share of picks because, like you guys have already mentioned, but I insist on finishing every single anime I start, which makes it very important that the anime I pick are actually going to be enjoyable for me, which I have gotten better as the years have gone by just by looking at trailers and uh, synopsis and art. I'll be able to usually surmise which ones I'll probably be okay with and which ones I'm not. So the amount of trash anime I've seen has decreased throughout the years. Hooray, hooray. But the reason why I insist on finishing it is actually because I did watch two anime, and we can actually include Tokyo Ravens in this, so make it three. Um, (laughs) I did watch anime where I was not happy with where it was going, I was really bored or annoyed or something like that, but then there is a pinnacle episode where everything changes, and then suddenly it became really, really interesting. And the two that I was thinking of was uh, Sakurada Reset. That one was really, really boring for me at the beginning, and then around the halfway point, things just started to come together, and it just worked out really brilliantly at the end, and I was just so impressed by that, and that was an example of the anime where I was like, oh gosh, I'm so happy I didn't drop it actually. And then the other one that I've also mentioned in the podcast is Classroom Crisis, where I was really bored and I didn't see anything appealing about it. And then near like the three quarters point, things started to uh, change and they changed in a way that was really, really smooth and well done that I was like, you know what? Like, I'm glad. I'm glad I held on till the very end. So Because of the fact that there are anime like that, I'm not willing to let anime go once I've started them. But the sad result is I watch things like number one, which is Big Order. (laughs) I heard Big Order was a huge flop, but I I didn't like peek into like why it was a big flop. So give us the tea, Gracie. It was awful that's why it was just awful uh isabel have you looked at it because i because it sounds like you've maybe peeked at it or something i don't know <laughs> i really only peeked at it at this point i've forgotten i just remember that it was just terrible yeah i didn't actually watch it though okay so first of all the ending was an incest relationship all, like literally sisters, and i was like yeah i cannot throw up enough out of that so um, <laughs> spoiling the ending right off the bat yay me guys um, but then the second thing is i think so you know agnes you say you go in with uh low expectations and of course that's the problem is i went in with higher expectations <laughs> <laughs> knowing you yeah you pro- you go in with like very high expectations or usually like this show can't be that bad yeah exactly <laughs> so i'm the, i'm a glass half full sort of person you know so and it kicks me in the butt <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but basically what happened was i like the setup of how each person has like one particular unique power and how it affects the world around them and stuff. But the plot just became completely nonsensical at a certain point. I don't even remember, like, at what point where I was just like, oh, I remember. Oh, my gosh. It was because he grabbed, like, the buddy girl's ears, and she instantly got pregnant somehow. And I was like, why? And so <laughs> um, it, was, it was so weird. And it was just like nothing really made sense. The bad guys didn't make sense, uh, and the bad guy ended up being the main character at the very end, which didn't make sense either, and it was just ridiculous, and I think, and I remember how disappointed I felt, because I was just like, I don't, I don't know what the story is trying to tell, or where it's trying to go. The only character I was remotely interested in was this guy who can, like, freeze time temporarily or something like that and i'm pretty sure the only reason why i was into him was because he had silver hair so oh uh, uh, yes mm-hmm. 
I do love uh, my silver hair characters, yes. And so, was he voiced by Sakurai Song? I forgot. He might have been voiced by Sakurai Song, which is a double whammy for me, but... So Gracie's Achilles heel, basically. Yes, that is my Achilles heel, yes. But it was just, like, it was just so dumb, and, like, and the incestuous relationship was, like, full on. Like, I'm pretty sure they had sex in the episode, <laughs> very end and I think I think the reason why at first I was interested in it was because it was written by um the mangaka of Future Diary was that I think so yeah, yeah it's I by Future Diary's mangaka like the character designs just looking at them they look really similar to Future Diary yeah and so I so I liked and despite hating Yandere's genuinely despising Yandere's, they just they do not click with me. Let me just say it like that. I still found Future Diary intriguing enough to really enjoy the series and understand why it's such like a cult classic and why people really really loved it. But Big Order was just so I don't even know if maybe the manga actually was written a lot better. From my understanding was. This was like the era when adaptations were a little weird where they were kind of transitioning between the Black Butler slash Fruits Basket era where anime tend to form their own original endings and um, in the era today, which is follow the manga to a T or follow the source material to a T. So it was so it was in that weird transition period. So from and the way that the anime ended I got a feeling that it was more along the lines of the Black Butler slash original Fruits Basket era of form your own original ending. And so it could just be that the original ending was terrible and was trash and I hated it and I wanted to burn it in fire. But at the same time, the beginning episodes were not any better in the same way. So I just hated it. I hated it and it was a waste of time. And that is the tea. So... <laughs> Poor Gracie. Yeah, it was really bad. Ugh. I have flashbacks. <laughs> oh no! You mentioned they have powers. Are they? Are the powers you know interesting at all? Or did that? Yeah, I want to know about the power system. Or unless they just have magical powers that pop out out of nowhere. I feel no, like no, I did think it was interesting. It was like a supernatural element, so most people didn't. But the few people who did develop powers, I think it was from like some kind of weird um experiment that went wrong or something like that i don't even remember it clearly anymore but uh one basically the um the main character his he thought his power was one thing but the reality was that his power has the he has the ability to essentially distort reality which is huge and so that's why it was it was almost like he was really the villain at the end of the day because um like at the beginning he thought he was responsible for all these things and all that stuff, but it was actually his sister who he got into a stupid romantic relationship with. It was his sister who did it, and in order to protect her, he used his ability to alter, to alter reality, to like change things, and even changed his own memories in the process and stuff like that. So... Like, it, it's an interesting premise, and there are stuff in it that's interesting, but it, the the way that they executed it was just so bad, and the writing was bad, and the characters were bad, and everything about it was so dang bad that, yeah, I hate it. <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's my first rant. Whew, I need to take a breath from that. <laughs> My second rant is actually an anime that you guys have heard me rant about. It's Plunderer. Oh, I thought you were going to do Rent-A-Girlfriend. But okay, Plunderer. Yes, I remember this. I think I've talked about Rent-A-Girlfriend too much. But in all honesty, I do <laughs> hate Plunderer and Big Order more than Rent-A-Girlfriend. I will. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Plunderer was also a huge disappointment. Remember the high expectations? Yeah, high expectations for it. I thought the art looked good. And then... I read up on the summary and I thought the premise was interesting because in the world it's like everyone has a certain amount of number and basically they have to make sure their number never reaches zero or they get sent into the abyss, which people don't really know what the abyss exactly is. It's just that they never show up again. And for each of the people, um, their numbers are like what makes their numbers like steady slash go up is different. So 
the main character, her number is actually the distance that she walks. And like for every 1,000 kilometers or something like that, I forgot the exact number. For every amount of kilometers she walks, um, she ends up increasing her points. And so she's a traveler and she walks a lot. And so her number is like really, really good. And so she's very safe. But then every so everyone has like these different amounts of numbers associated with a particular activity, which I was like, that's really cool. I'm really interested in that. And then I saw the poster and there's a silver haired guy with a cool sword. And I was like, OK, yeah, I'm really interested in that. <laughs> and so um, but I think the biggest problem for sure is. I do stand with the fact that I think the way the world was constructed was interesting, but the two main characters were just god-awful in the way that they were written. The main character, Hina, she is just so incredibly bland. She is the stereotypical damsel in distress of the 2000s anime era who's personality is about as tasteful as a cardboard box and is as interesting as a piece of rock. I'm pretty sure a piece of rock is more interesting than her. She is just nice and cutesy and uh, she cries a lot and she needs a lot of saving. That's that's basically the entirety of her anim- of her character. And then the the uh, main guy, the guy with the silver hair, he was the one who drove me nuts. Um, he is he starts sexually harassing uh, Hina in the first episode, literally like went up and smelled like her panties and stuck his face under her skirt and all that stuff. And it's all and it's played for laughs. And he does it every single episode. And it drove me absolutely nuts. And then if that wasn't bad enough, they did this. They did this like thing where they temporarily traveled back to the past so they can understand what happened and more of like the mechanics of their world and how the mechanics of their world work and in the past like he's still extremely like like he's peeking into girls you know locker rooms and all that stuff but then there's one particular scene where I like felt a piece of my soul die because he decides to volunteer himself to be like this guinea pig to um, get essentially become a, a super enhanced soldier like Captain America, only a lot worse than Captain America. And he goes out onto the battlefield all the time. And because of that, his like personality starts to dull and he starts to like not really be a living human being anymore because he's just always focused on killing and on the war. And so all like the girls who like know him legit at one point were like rate like lifted their skirts for him to look at their underwear so they can like see him go back to normal quote unquote and when he doesn't react to it like one of the girls was like oh my gosh he didn't even react when we showed him our underwear and stuff and then the other girl was like it's because we aren't wearing like sexy enough like underwear like I'm sure if we wear better lingerie he'll be back to his old self in no time and I was just like like why like seriously why (laughs) no I it just it killed me inside. It killed me inside. <laughs> I feel like a part of my soul also died when you mentioned that. Like it is like cracked, and I'm like, this is why I don't trust anime covers. Yes, at the beginning. Yes, it was. It was terrible. And then I and I swear. Um, so like when he had first become a super enhanced soldier and he killed someone. He obviously did the whole like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. But then he like leaves and like and like throws up and all that stuff. And Hina, she was still in the past at that time. She like ran after him and she was like, no, I can help you. And Lala, you know, the cliche sort of uh, standard Ooh. thing. But this is the part that also a piece of my soul died. I'm, the pieces of my soul just kept dying throughout this anime. But... At one point, she was just like, you know, and he was like, you know, why would you care about me? And la, 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 you know, sort of thing. Like, I killed someone now. And she, and I kid you not, unbuttons her shirt and unbuttons and, like, takes off her bra and, like, puts his hand on her breast. And she was like, because I love you and stuff like that. And I was just like. (laughs) 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 Ah! 
sexual harassing of like breaking into girls restrooms and like doing all these perverted stuff like it's a part of his character and girls in this anime encourage it and it, it's just it, like i like i hated it i hated it so yeah this is why i believe in my opinion that plunder is just complete and utter trash thank you for coming to my TED talk <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you two need to say something. I'm tired. <laughs> Definitely just sounds that way. The way that you describe him, it feels like it's a show about a big pervert who's kind of trying to be cool by going fighting in wars and stuff like that. But when when you get to like the slower parts of him interacting with the other characters, you end up not liking almost any of them because you can't understand why they would act this way, why he would act this way. And it also sounds like he doesn't even get hurt by it or you know no one really reprimands him for it they even encourage his behavior which is kind of unbelievable to extent yeah no they really don't like he gets reprimanded when he was like a child and stuff like that oh but here's even better he blames it on his uh quote-unquote best friend childhood friend who is absolutely not a pervert so his childhood friend would get in trouble instead great friend right and then uh, <laughs> and then it was like but then with hina she's always just like yeah like you know sort of thing but she never like gets angry or hits him and then another girl who knows or another woman who knows him she was like, oh, there it is. You're always doing stuff like that, you know, sort of thing. Like, it's just like, ugh, like, I, I like at one point I remembered watching it and being like, shoot me, just shoot me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, that's the tea. And that's why that I hate that anime and no one should ever watch it because it's it's so insulting. At least I felt really insulted. So. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. At least I think I, I won't stay. I won't get close to plunder like at all <laughs> i just don't know why they thought this was a good idea or they thought it was funny like that's the part that just baffles me i'm like i mean in their defense what makes it so different from shows like seven deadly sins then well see i don't watch it so i can't answer that unfortunately so that's my question is because if the character does something similar in that regard where it's like a lot of perverted acts but they're actually like a secret soldier so like you should feel bad for them then what makes it any different from all the other harem animes that are basically doing the same thing well i mean i do hate harem animes so now we got our, our answer so okay, there you go yeah i guess like my question is like like, how is Plunder... Yeah, okay, go ahead, sorry. No, sorry, sorry. I just want to say it's a little different from Seven Deadly Sins because it's, it sounds like this character is doing to all the girls in the series, yes. And, yes. which is a true harem, and then for Seven Deadly Sins, at least, uh, Melodius only does it to Elizabeth, who he's basically in love with, so it's a little bit mm, more okay, okay, but not, I mean, in general, it's a little annoying. Okay, it's only a little bit more okay, but not really. Not really. Okay. I don't know. So. Sketch. Very sketch. <laughs> No, I think, um, so actually I will answer is I do think Plunderer is worse than a harm anime because harm anime, uh, and I think Isabel touched on it actually because harm anime, yes, the, I, the guy does do perverted things a lot of times, but he does get reprimanded pretty hard in harm anime. So there's two types of guys. There's either the guy who is really perverted and does perverted things, but then he gets beaten the crap out of because of the fact because of that fact he just won't stop and it's played for laughs. Or the second one, which is the guy is a plain Joe who is very, very boring and very generic looking. And it's the girls who are practically throwing their chests at him all the time. And he's just like, oh, what are you doing sort of thing? But he's not actively looking for it. It's still, I feel like that's still a very different coloration to what this anime was doing, which is not only just like playing it for laughs, but making it such a core part of his personality that the girls encourage it. That's the biggest issue I have. Mm, okay, okay, okay. So, yeah. Oh boy. Well, do we feel a little better now that we've ranted about the anime we hate, or do we just feel riled up? <laughs> I feel a bit riled up now. I don't know why. I shouldn't care, but <laughs> now I feel a little bit riled up. <laughs> now you know how I feel. <laughs> you just want me to go to the dark side, Gracie. That was the entire point of this podcast. <laughs> what about you, Isabel? Do you feel a cathartic? 
cathartic release or are you also just feeling more riled up? <laughs> I think I'm in the, yeah, the cathartic release. I think now that we have it out. We've exposed our demons. Yep. <laughs> exposed our demons. Well, anyway, thanks everyone for listening to us rant about these anime that we absolutely despised and just don't know what they were going for or why they were going for. Or I mean, I guess we kind of do, but still, it doesn't make it any better. But hopefully you guys had fun listening to us rant and I hope you will be with us next time for our next week's episode. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye.